Hello Cryptonauts, today is September 28th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats starting off with Bitcoin settling at $10,579.82 with a 0.6% gain. Second place Ethereum settling at $347.66 with a 0.6% gain. Third place, USDT Tether, settling at $1 with a no gain, no loss. Fourth place, XRP Ripple, settling at $0.23 with a 0.1% loss. Fifth place, Binance Coin, settling at $28.41 with a 3.2% gain. Sixth place, Bitcoin Cash, settling at $219.46 with a 0.1% gain. Seventh place, Polkadot, settling at $4.08 with a 0.6% gain. 8th place, Chainlink, settling at $9.23 with a 0.3% gain. 9th place, Crypto.com Coin, settling at $0.14 with a 0.6% gain. Uh, 10th place, Litecoin, settling at $45.73 with a 1.4% gain. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 daily stats. Your overall total market cap is at $341.6 billion, up by 0.2%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't don't forget to collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Matt Husey. Hmm, Matt Husey, huh? Donald Trump's taxes worrying investors while crypto keeps calm. Over the weekend, market watchers turned their collective eye towards Donald Trump's tax return. According to a New York Times investigation, the president paid just over $750 in federal income taxes in 2016 and 2017, and no income taxes for 10 of the past 15 years. While markets were closed for the weekend, gold's prices has been slipping in the early trading. The investigation also highlights Trump is responsible for $421 million of loans, which are due to be repaid in the next four years. U.S. investors have been at the sharp end of Trump's action recently. Just last week, they were spooked by Trump's refusal to commit to a peaceful transfer of power if he were to lose the upcoming U.S. election. Foreign exchange markets moved quickly, and traders spent the remainder of last week pricing in volatility ahead of what's expected to be a bumpy winter, says a spokesperson from AAX, the world's first digital asset exchange powered by the London Stock Exchange. While the first debate due due to take place between the president and Democrat challenger Joe Biden on Tuesday, markets will be watching with a sharp eye. Okay. Let's see, anything else on here? Yeah. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Grayscale adds $186 million of Bitcoin to its reserves. Wow. Let's see what that's about, huh? 
Let's see. Over the past week, digital asset management firm Grayscale Investments has increased its reserve by 17,100 Bitcoin, according to its website and crypto analytics platform, BYBT.com. That's an increase of $186.5 million. As a result, the GBTC Bitcoin Trust, which was created in 2013, now amounts to nearly 450,000 BTC. Wow or $4.7 billion. This corresponds to a to 2.5% of the amount of Bitcoin in circulations. That's insane. This doesn't necessarily mean Grayscale is buying this Bitcoin directly. It can either purchase Bitcoin on behalf of clients or it can issue share, shares in exchange for Bitcoin. In the latter case, it wouldn't be sucking up any of the available supply and wouldn't be affecting its price. The increase in Grayscale's reserve comes amid a pullback in the price of Bitcoin. Earlier this month, the first cryptocurrency made another unsuccessful attempt to gain a foothold above $12,000 and has been trading mostly above $10,000 since. While Bitcoin Fund cons- constitutes the lion's share of Grayscale's funds, the company now has around, around $5.8 billion worth of assets under its management in total according to its latest reports. As Decrypt reported, Grayscale received over $270 million worth of digital asset trust investments in a single week after launching a TV ad campaign which didn't even mention Bitcoin. Wow. In early September, the firm also published a report from investors that suggests that today's market is reminiscent of early 2016, the period that preceded Bitcoin's historic bull run. If history does repeat itself, Grayscale is in the right position. Oh man, that's a lot. They got a lot of Bitcoin. It's crazy. But they're also uh, investors are also paying a massive amount of interest, interest and fees. It's like, what was it like, seven hundred percent, something like that? I forgot what it was, but it was a lot. I'm over here like I don't want to pay, you know, five percent for uh, to, to purchase to purchase Bitcoin. And they're talking about seven hundred percent. That's insane. Next news written by Liam Frost. The 18.5 millionth Bitcoin has now been mined. The total number of Bit- mined Bitcoin in circulation has reached over 18.5 million, million, out of the maximum 21 million over the past weekend, according to BlockExplorerBlockchain.com. As a result, there is now less than 2.5 million BTC left for miners left to discover. However, while it might look like Bitcoin's emission is close, closing on the finish line, just over 88% of all BTC are already mined. After all, the emissions of the last Bitcoin is currently expected no earlier than the year 2140. This is because as time goes on, the rewards that miners receive for discovering a new Bitcoin block gets smaller, slashed by half every 210,000 blocks or roughly every four years, due to hard-coded process called the halving. The last Bitcoin halving occurred on May 12th and reduced blocks rewards from 12.5 to 6.25 BTC per block. This will continue to happen every four years until the very last Satoshi, Bitcoin's smallest unit, is discovered. Who, why only 21 million? Mm, that's a good question. As Decrypt reported, it is not entirely clear why Bitcoin's maximum emission was limited specifically to 21 million coins by the crypto creator Satoshi Nakamoto. However, there are some theories. One explanation for this limit is the money supply replacement theory. An alternative suggestion is that the limit could be mathematically extrapolated from Bitcoin's operating parameters. In the first instance, the entire world's money supply stood at approximately $21 trillion when Bitcoin was created if it would become the world's ultimate currency and replace all fiat. Then each BTC would be worth $1 million while each Satoshi would amount to one cent. At the same time, these two figures remarkably resemble each other. 
we can only guess whether it was a coincidence. The second theory is a bit simpler. According to it, Bitcoin's emission limits is mathematically tied to its halving cycle since we roughly know when all the halvings are going to happen and can extrapolate it forward as it stands the sum of the block rewards for each cycle equals 100. 50 plus 25 plus 6.25 plus 3.125 etc. By multiplying this number by the 210,000 block cycle figure, we get a maximum possible supply of 21 million. And what will happen after 21 million BTC are mined? Not much really. The Bitcoin will continue to operate just as today, with the exception of minor rewards. Since there's no new coins would be discovered, miners will have to rely on transaction fees as the main source of income. Luckily, they have well over a century to prepare. Alright, next news, written by Scott Cipollina. How hard is it to brute force a Bitcoin private key? A brute force attack on the Bitcoin private key is, in theory, much like a brute force attack on any regular password. An exhaustive search of possible combinations is carried out before a private key combination is identified. In reality, brute force attacks on a Bitcoin private key are a close to mathematically impossible as it gets. A private key is a number between 1 and 2 to the carry of 256. That means a brute force attack has to search for the right numbers between 1 and 150 for the perspective. That's a 78-digit number that's estimated to be greater than the total number of atoms in the universe. Wow. If a brute force attack on the scale sounds impractical to you, impractical to you that's because it is. However, there are, there are some new technology around the corner that makes the challenge less daunting. A worry worrying prospect for holders of cryptocurrency. Could quantum computers break Bitcoin? The computer, the crypto world has been eyeing quantum computer nervously for some time now. The development of the technology is proceeding at a pace with tech giants like Google and IBM competing with nascent startups like SciQuantum. The likes of Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan have invested in, in researching the technology too. No surprise, there's the market for quantum computing is expected to hit $64 billion by 2030. Quantum computing involves using quantum phenomena like superpositions to perform computer tasks. In other words, quantum computers can perform calculations based on probabilities. Therefore, instead of working with ones and zeros like regular computers, quantum computers can process exponentially more data. So, do crypto holders have to worry? Can quantum computers speed up the time need to pry open our crypto keys? Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin tweeted about quantum computer in October 2019. He was not convinced that the computer that the crypto industry has to worry about it yet. My one sentence impression of recent quantum supremacy stuff is so far that it is to real quantum computing what hydrogen bombs are to nuclear fusion, he said. With that said, there are some quantum computer computing minds that can unpack exactly what threats the crypto industry faces. Anderson Chang, CEO of PostQuantum, a company providing information solutions against current and future threats, told Decrypt, the general consensus for a commercially viable quantum computer is 10 to 20 years away. However, we are talking about a functional rather than a commercially available quantum computer. There are two entirely different things. Okay, replacing private keys with quantum computer. One potential way that a quantum computer can harm the security of cryptocurrency private keys is through replacing them directly without needing to steal them from anyone's wallet. Oh wow, okay, that's crazy. Um, let's see. For the doubters, said Chang, the asset test is very simple. I have to ask them if they are willing to convert all their real fiat assets such as USD, GBP, 
or even their house into Bitcoin or Ether and sit through the quantum timeline, he said. To date, no one has yet told me they would. Cyber threats tend to sneak up on the world before Stuxnet. Not a lot of attention was given to supply chain vulnerabilities until for Iran, at least, it was too late. It might not be time to worry about quantum computers coming for your private keys, but it makes sense to get ahead of tomorrow's risky todays. Oh wow, okay, alright. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. EY releases first business application on Ethereum blockchain. Whoops. Accounting firm EY yesterday announced the release of EY Ops Chain Network Procurement Solutions. This is EY's first business application for the public Ethereum blockchain. The solution enables two companies to agree contracts on the blockchain while keeping sensitive information private. The Ops Chain Network's procurements gives the companies the chance to use the Ethereum blockchain network to synchronize business agreements using smart contract technology. This is a major step in the growing relationship between traditional and financial institutions and blockchain technology. Competition is increasing between network companies, their partners, and suppliers. Their ability to work work as a network above the level of a single ERP system is crucial. Doing so on a public blockchain means not having to persuade a company or supplier to join a costly closing proprietary network, said Paul Brody, EY Global Blockchain Leader, in a statement. Alright, next news, written by Scott Cipollina. The Bitcoin Awareness Game, Spreading the Word About BTC. The Bitcoin Awareness Game is an initiative that encourages people to share Bitcoin stickers, signs, and its logos around the world, a move designed to spread awareness of the cryptocurrency on a global level. The crypto space has poured a lot of effort into mainstreaming digital assets. Attempts range from accepting international standards on money laundering to offer Ethereum's NFTs based on Hollywood blockbusters. Now the Bitcoiners have their own intuitive strategy to spread the word of crypto masquerade assets, street art. We receive pictures from all over the world from Bitcoiners who want to earn some satoshis for spreading the word about Bitcoin. Pretty Flacco, the pseudonymous organizer of the Bitcoin Awareness Game, told Decrypt. According to the organizers, the Bitcoin Awareness Game also takes Bitcoin's relationship with the art to another level. Other Bitcoin artists have joined the Bitcoin Awareness Game with their design that before were, com- were, were confined either to the internet or sold to private collectors, adding that public places are the best p- place for art, where everyone can see it. What are Bitcoin Awareness Games all about? The aim of the Bitcoin Awareness Game is simple. To buy or print the group stickers and spread them across public places around the world in order to help grow Bitcoin's global presence. But it's not a thankless task. Participants of are awarded for their efforts. According to Pretty Flacco, there are more than 1.5 million Satoshis, the smallest unit of Bitcoin, have been awarded to participants from Germany, the US, Romania, and New Zealand to name a few. Contributors can receive these Satoshi rewards either, either through microlancer.io or BTC Streets Arts Telegram's channel. One of the goals of the community is to promote Bitcoin's reputation. Many people haven't heard of Bitcoin. What's worse, those who heard of Bitcoin either uh, enter one of the many misconceptions. Bitcoin is dead. It's a money tool for criminals. It will never work. The list goes on, the organizer said. Well, there you go. Check it out. Um, what was it again? It was microlancer.io or BTC Street Arts Telegram's channel. Okay, next news written by Robert Stevens. $205 million ICO project Filecoin finally sets a launch date. The distributed file hosting protocol Filecoin has finally, lo- has finally a launch date for its mainnet. It'll go live at block 148,888, which should be October 15th. 
the date announced yesterday, it's three years after Protocol Labs, the company behind Filecoin, raised $205 million in ICO for the project. Filecoin works like this. Instead of hosting your files on a cloud, which is essentially a warehouse full of computers owned by Amazon or Microsoft or Dropbox or whoever has the money to build a cloud-based file, file hosting system, Filecoin's protocol lets you host files on other people's computers, sometimes referred to as decentralized Dropbox. Users can end their reliance on third-party file hosting services. This has perks. Dropbox, for instance, monitors the content on its platform. All, all of Filecoin's information is encrypted and nobody can monitor it. There you go. Check it out. I'm I, Honestly, I'm really excited about that. I really am. Um, I think StorageCoin uh, was very similar to that as well. And you can mine storage right now if you want. Go to go to storage. I think storage.io. S-T-O-R-J.io. And you can uh, start mining. Uh, is it is it considered mining? No, you're 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 lending your hard drive, and they pay you in rewards, and in, uh, in their coin. Next news written by Andrew Hayward: Americans are warming up to a digital dollar survey. An official government-backed United States digital do- dollar might seem like a far-off possibility despite some chatter in Congress earlier this year and over the summer, but a new survey suggests that Americans are at least coming around the idea. Genesis Mining, a large-scale Bitcoin mining operations with facilities in Iceland and Sweden, recently released the result of a survey conducted in July with 400 Americans, each of which were asked the questions about the U.S. Federal Reserve, banking, and other related topics. According to the survey, nearly 25% of respondents believe that the United States should replace the dollar with a digital dollar, while all 15%, while about 15% said they didn't know, and 60, 60% said no. While still a minority of people with that belief, it's nearly double the 13.3% who responded yes to the same question of in Genesis Mining in 2019 survey. Furthermore, 48.3% of respondents said that they do not believe that the United States will still use physical money in 100 years, while only 26.8% repli- replied yes. Additionally, 87.3% of surveyed said that they have heard of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in a separate question. Some 35% of said that crypto is an interesting idea that may have potential, but too early to tell. All right, next news, written by Robert Stevens. Qcoin Hacks is using DeFi Exchange Uniswap to launder funds. What? The hacker who on Friday stole about $200 million from cryptocurrency exchange Qcoin is now attempting to launder the money. Oh, wow, okay. The hacker stole loot. The hacker's stolen loot was made up of several hundred different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, and XRP. Around 150 of these tokens were ERC-20 tokens, tokens based on the Ethereum blockchain, such as synthetics. But to cash out, the crook must eventually trade that in for a fiat currency such as dollars. Yesterday, the hacker sold off trace amounts of synthetics, the, ne- the token that powers the, uh, the decentralized derivative platforms. But today, the hacker has finally gone for gold. According to WellAlert, the Twitter bot that tracks significant cryptocurrency transactions on the blockchain, the hacker moved $1.1 million synthetics to Uniswap, a decentralized exchange. Since Uniswap is decentralized, i.e. not run by a company, the hacker doesn't have to confirm the identity, nor can anyone prevent the hacker from trading on there. From Uniswap, the hacker can exchange those funds for Ethereum or Ethereum-based tokens, since all of these transactions are indelibly recorded on the blockchain. The hacker must finish laundering the money. One obvious way would be to mix the stolen tokens by putting them in a software designed to obscure the origins of transactions. Breaking it down, the hacker moved about $1.1 million worth of SNX, 
the hacker has also moved huge, uh, huge several millions of cryptocurrencies, much of it in Chainlink, according to WellAlert, to unknown wallets. Several small, smaller crypto projects concerned that the hacker would dump these funds on the market and break their e economies, invalidated or frozen, or froze the hacker stolen funds. Okay, and Qcoin said that the hacker drained its funds by using leaked keys to access its hot wallet. Hot wallets are cryptocurrency wallets that are connected to the internet as opposed to cold wallets which are held offline. The hackers is still at large at Qcoin is offering bounties of up to $100,000 to anyone who provides valid information about the hack. Okay, if you want $100,000, there you go. Next news written by Shi Wow Kong. Whistleblowers level accusations against China's biggest crypto lender, Babel Finance. Babel Finance, one of China's biggest crypto lending and asset manager, is coming under fire for allegedly misusing investor and client funds. Anonymous critics have also been leaking to the media and posting to Twitter and YouTube in the alleged re recording of Del Wang, Babel's co-founder, in which he apparently admits that the firm has been taking risky, high-leverage positions with clients and invest investors' funds without their consent before and after the March crypto crash. Flex Yang, co-founder and CEO of Babel, denied the allegations to Decrypt late Sunday night. He said that the firm never lost clients' funds nor faced any liquidations from lenders. Yang, it's Yang insisted that Babel maintains a friendly relationship with its customers and that its business relationship is dynamic and based on the market needs. The company also said that its investment practices were prudent compared to the rest of the industry, where it claimed that it leveraged ratios approximately 10 times. By comparison, Babel says it typically leverages in the 3x range. Separately, a company spokes spokesman who asked not to be named claimed that the audio appears to have been patched together from unrelated recordings of Del Wang. Hmm, be very careful, be very careful. Next news written by Alexander Beckrens. Uniswap first DeFi app to lock up $2 billion in Ethereum. Popular decentralized exchange Uniswap has now more than $2 billion in user valued locked in the protocol, the same amount the entire DeFi ecosystem contained three months ago. Uniswap, which allows users to swap tokens and receive trading fees rewards for providing liquidity, has seen total value locked in the protocol rise more than 180% to more than $2 billion since September 16th. Following the distributed launch of Uni Governance token for the platform, users are apparently putting their faith in Uniswap's trading volume to, to remain high. Total value locked, a measure of the value of cryptocurrency and dollar-paying stablecoin assets deposited in DeFi protocols, also passed $11 million for, the, for, the pro, for all protocols on September 28th, according to blockchain data aggregator DeFi Pulse. The rising metric is being fueled by growth in Uniswap and other DeFi protocols as decentralized exchanges continue to grow their exchange volume month after month. Uniswap has become the largest decentralized finance protocol by trading volume. DeFi protocols conduct core services like generating dollar-paid loans or interest on deposits of digital assets using smart contracts, which automatically execute code running on the blockchain like Ethereum. Alright, next news. Written by Alexander Behrens, Ethereum 2.0 testnet now has nearly 2 million ETH staked. ETH2, an upgrade to the decentralized Ethereum blockchain, has now been in development for over 4 years. A lot of people are hopping it to get ready for prime time. According to data from testnet block explorer, what is that, Beacon, Beacon Chain, more than 60,000 validator nodes have been activated on ETH2 Mandala testnet. 
where they have collectively staked nearly 2 million testnet ETH, known as Gorly ETH. This shows a substantial appetite among Ethereum users for the anticipated rewards of the forthcoming proof-of-stake network. There's a lot at stake, so to speak. ETH 2.0 promises to dramatically increase the transaction processing capacity of Ethereum from about 15 per second today to more than 100,000. Low throughput on Ethereum has caused transaction fees to skyrocket during recent periods of heavy use, pricing out many users unwilling to unable to pay $10 or more for each interaction. The Ethereum and Bitcoin blockchains currently use the same methods or consensus mechanism to come to agreement on how to generate blocks. That's proof-of-work consensus in which specialized mining hardware process mathematical calculations to unlock the next block in the chain. One of ETH2's most important changes will, sh will be shifting the network to proof-of-stake consensus in which a network validator stakes ETH to vouch for a participant for a particular block to be added to the chain. If a validator node vouches for a block that the collective network determines to be invalid, either by mistake or while attempting to send malicious transactions, the node's ETH stake can be slashed to discourage bad blocks from propagating. There, there you go. Okay, okay. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. Closing decentralized marketplace Open Bazaar gets a lifeline. Okay, okay, sounds good. Let's see. Open Bazaar is staying open. This struggling decentralized marketplace founded in 2014 received an anonymous donation over the weekend that will allow it to keep it running through the end of 2020. Last week, Open Bazaar went public with its financial situation, telling users it would have to shut down the infrastructure for the project by the end of September unless it receives enough donations. It represented Toad Decrypt at the time it was estimating an infusion of $100,000 to keep it going for one more year. Decentralized marketplaces are like Amazon without the Amazon. Places where users can go and buy and sell products and services directly to other people without the fees. But that doesn't mean Open Bazaar didn't incur infrastructure costs. It specifically noted seed, seed nodes, its API wallets, and exchange rate API as major costs. There are also human resources needed to maintain the code. Over the past several months, we have been relying on Open Bazaar's donation funds to support these infrastructure costs, but those funds will, de will be depleted shortly, it said. At fault, just not enough users to create a viable business. There are, however, apparently enough hardcore users that want to see the marketplace succeed, at least through the holidays. After receiving an assortment of small donations, Open Bazaar logged one large anonymous one, though it has not yet set the exact amount. Open Bazaar promises to use the funds wisely and further decentralize the infrastructure to extend the life of the donations. Brian Hoffman, CEO of OB1, the company behind Open Bazaar, hinted the structural changes may be coming as well. He tweeted, The future of at Open Bazaar will be more independent from at OB1 company. More news on that soon. Well, I wish them all the best because uh, Open Bazaar is truly an, a company for. Uh, for the crypto community, it really is. If you haven't used Open Bazaar, I highly recommend you check it out. It's 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 for the crypto industry. It's it's pretty much like Amazon, but for crypto. Um, it, it's it's sad that they're in this situation that they have to close down. So I wish them the best. And it's amazing that the that the community is willing to donate to this company. It just shows that the community wants more realistic like platforms to, to remain open like this so with that said that is our last news of the day with that said there's a few referral links that I want you to check out um, also 
head on over to Discord and uh, you can chit chat with us over there. With that said, Cryptonauts, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.